Welcome to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo, and I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Welcome. Greetings. And for today's episode, we have nothing prepared. We have preparation. Surprise! Yeah. So uh, I think I think that we, we're talking, we're just going to talk about what's going on in our lives right now, what's maybe books we're reading, shit like that, and, you know, we'll see where it takes us. So it's going to be a shorter podcast, so if you're, you know, taking a longer bus trip, this is perfect. It's going to be around, I don't know, 30 minutes. <laughs> and then not long. Imagine I say this, it's like two-hour podcast. <laughs> and by the end, we're talking about, yeah, maybe the DMT realm is real. I don't know. <laughs> Have you taken ayahuasca, yeah. dude? So I think I'll start with a, an easy question, and we'll go from there. So Tiago just yeah. recently moved to to the beach, pretty much. So yeah, how's that? How's that experience going on so far? Uh, it's been awesome. I just uh, so I got here two days ago. This I mean, this is the second day. So I'm doing a workaway experience, and if you don't know what it is, it's basically you get to supposedly you're supposed to do this on like another country, but I chose to do it where I live, still where I live, but in a different region of my country because I just, I wanted to stay inside the country, but just go to the the more touristy parts and the, where are the beaches and, and stuff. And so I did that. Now I'm living in like a, a farm, just doing some volunteer work, like two hours a day, nothing too hard. But yeah, it's been awesome. It's a really like quiet place in the middle of nature, which which I love. And there's like people like around here are a lot geared toward mindfulness and really calm, tranquil space. And I think it's going to be great just going back to a bit more simple way of living, I guess. There's no no, no big luxuries, no nothing like too comfortable, but you get the basics and yeah. Yeah, and since that's close to the beach, that's for me, that's usually the best. Because yeah. let's say you're in, you know, normal city, you want to disconnect. Then you go outside and it's like, outside is not really that good anyway. But if you're <laughs> close to the beach, like the beach is better than being on Instagram. That's what I'm seeing on Instagram anyway. That's like <laughs> yeah. the, the thing is exactly. kind of, I'm craving there. It's like, oh boy, I wish I was in this blue ass beach. Well, there you go. It's just outside your, I mean, not outside your door. You have to kind of walk a bit, but it's still so, from what I imagine, it's still just so much inside of nature that yeah, it just, it makes it easier to shut down everything and just be like, yeah. I'm going to meditate in the forest. Yeah, definitely. And like even here, like I, I think for me, it's it's that, but also just in with nature in general, just like if you live near a woods, if you live near the beach, just in nature in general, just allows you that bigger disconnect and just satisfying feeling of being in nature. For me, it's amazing because what I'm living is inside nature. So I'll always be in nature, except for when yeah. I, I go like to city to, to do some like grocery shopping and going to the gym and stuff, but like apart from that, it's it's like super tranquil and you can see the impact because you don't get as much Wi-Fi here. And I'm also like going through a phase where I'm trying to reduce my use of like smartphones and social media, and so you can really see the effects that a calmer like with less distractions environment has on your brain. You just feel more focused in general and like I think a bit more of more able to express who you really are. Like sounds a bit woo, but I think, I think in a strange way, social media and just always having like not, not to make social media the devil, but I think distractions in general, like those small little distractions that take up a lot of time, they just don't give you that much space to actually, like, ask the ask questions to yourself and really be yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And 
I've noticed kind of similar things. And this, while you were talking, it just reminded me so much of the um, Atomic Habits book that uh, we reviewed last week. Because it's just, you know, it's just so, your environment, you know, like if you're in that environment of like, oh yeah, like this, there's just nature around me, you know. These people are chill as hell. They have this like, not to be too woo-woo as well, like this nature vibe, <laughs> let's call it. And <laughs> no, yeah. so you get into That's that it. vibe. Like the same way, for, for example, if you were to put a normal, one of those people, you just teletransport them into, I don't know, like uh, Wall Street and all they work there. Oh, do you think they're going to keep that energy? No, that shit is going to be, you know, destroyed. After like two weeks, they're like the wolf of Wall Street or something like that. <laughs> and And so with that being said, like, just focusing like I, I think you did super well just going to a you know you want to disconnect more you go to a disconnected environment same yeah, as if you want to you want to make more money going to a, an environment where people make more money if you want a better body go you know chill with the gym bros for example because even even they said i think we talked about this last podcast if you have a friend who has a friend who's obese you you have like 50 percent more chance of becoming obese as well or at least to gain yeah. more fat so kind of just goes to show how, you know, how much we are influenced by others. And um, with that being said, I'm just going to go uh-huh, 180 here. Um, next week, we're going to review the, the Mark Manson's book. And dude, that, that book is super well, super good. I was reading it the other day on the train and I was kind of tired. And you know when you kind of doze off and you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm reading anymore. But then like yeah. something just hit me that he said. I was like, holy fuck, that's true. Especially, I'm not going to go too much into that. It's for next week. But just that idea of, you know, you're, you have like a thinking brain and a feeling brain. And we always have this no. thing that we want to, the thinking brain should be like, feeling brain, shut the fuck up, I'm going to work now. But when we say that, what usually happens is you work for like 15 minutes and then the rest of the day goes to shit because you like, you order a pizza and you play video games all day. But if you decide to, you know, be like, okay, uh, feeling brain, what do you want? And maybe he's going to tell you like, I want to eat some pizza or I want to, you know, play some video games. And if you talk to him and you're like, okay, we can do that. But how about first we do this task? And like, I noticed myself doing that. It sounds fucking ridiculous, but it works. It's like my, the feeling brain is kind of like, okay, cool. I'm going to get that. So I'm going to, you can work now for a bit. Well, if I didn't do that, it it would be like, I'm not going to do anything the rest of the day. Uh huh. Yeah. Because you can't really like manhandle your, your feeling brain the way he calls it. It's like, you can't just like, use raw force to just like you can just call it a piece of shit and go on your day it doesn't work like that it's appealing to think that we can just control it with our thinking brain but that's just not the way it works at the end of the day we are motivated everything we do is because of a feeling the way either you like you may not like that but without feelings like he even gave the example in, in the book about this this guy that they cut they took a part of his brain off of him and he was literally unable to like to feel emotions. So, yeah. What did like what did he do? He stopped doing anything because he he just basically became like an anim, an animal. So he didn't know, like he had no emotions guiding him. So if eventually he had no motivation to do stuff. He, he just felt he just did what felt good at the right at the time. He just chased pleasure and avoided pain, which is what animals do. So that just just goes goes to show you that like productivity isn't about just cold art logic and trying to be uh cold no you just 
it's about like embracing that part of the brain that you may feel is more stupid or, or irrational or the, whatever you want to call it, but it's there and you need to learn how, how to live with it. And it's actually something I struggle with for a lot of time. Like we talk about, we've, talk, we've referenced several times in this podcast books like Power of Now and Radical Acceptance. And that's kind of what they're saying. It's, it's like you need to be okay with accepting the thoughts and the, the, the drives and the cravings that your brain will give you because yep. they'll always be there. And it's all, it's all about like making small agreements with your brains. Like, okay, you want to eat a pizza? But first, we got to do this other task. We got to go to the gym first. We got to go do we gotta do our work first you want to watch your tv show okay maybe we do it while uh cycling in the gym or something it's all yeah. about making small compromises and not being too harsh on yourself like we're talking like there's a thinking brain with someone else but no it's still you it's not like it's that change of sh- it's like shifting from shut the fuck up you piece of shit do this i'm like hey man uh you feel like doing this like you think we can do this uh, we could do that other thing you want to do if we do this first it's like kind of that, like it sounds ridiculous, but like you said, it works and it promotes a much yep. like cleaner mental space. Because it's also like, that's how you, how you would talk to someone who, who is very emotional. You wouldn't be like, you piece of shit, do this. And yeah. you're like, okay, John, how about this? <laughs> you can have your ice cream, but first, how about you do your homework? It's kind of like talking to a, a eight-year-old or something. It's something like that. Yeah. And but it's surprising how well it works. And Dude, I've just been noticing, like, reading all these books weekly or bi-weekly, not bi-weekly, bi-monthly, it just makes such a difference. And so far, we're on, like, I don't know, like, 10. We've already read, like, 10 books or more this year just from, you know, just doing this. Yeah, more. From, from the podcast. So if it's, yeah, so if it's five, yeah, it's, I'll, no, it's probably like that, yeah. 12. So, 12, maybe. Yeah, 12, which is. Which, it, this is kind of where you see those, you know, expo- not exponential growth, but 1% every day kind of thing, where you're just like, oh, I read a page here and there, and then I review the book every two weeks. But, like, with that, like, I don't think, like, previous years I would read that much. Or sometimes I would start to read, and I would just give up 80% into the book. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. I'm tired of yeah, looking. So I had, I, you, maybe you, you'd, like, say to yourself, okay, I'm going to go read a book a week. And you eventually, like, you do that for a week, but then you stop doing it. Like, yeah. what we're doing is, like, it's the Kaizen thing. It's what we're always talking about. It's just doing it slow, but keeping on doing it consistently. And now that's where you, you're seeing the, kind of, the, the payoff. And it's just... And then, yeah, no, once it becomes a habit, it's not even hard. That's the, the fun thing. It's like, yeah. we, we talked about the habits book last, last week. And it's, that's just, it's just it's, it's making things easy. It's not no. It's no like brain teaser. You just have to make things easy for yourself, which doesn't like. Absolutely. It's kind of counter, goes counter the message we've heard a lot about just pushing through the pain and stuff. There's uh, there's a certain like value in that, but the, the I think the biggest way the biggest way of changing and like improving is just making it easy for yourself to do those things. We talked previously about the environment. That's one of the ways of making it the most easier. If you want to be calmer, go. J- Hang out with calmer people. If you want to be fitter, go hang out with fitter people. And that's just uh, now I can I can see how, it, how the process of it working uh, just because I changed my environment now, and I just see the like the differences in 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 how how I am affected by the people around me and the space around me because there are like a lot less distractions here. I notice mm-hmm. I'm a lot more focused 
than like where I, where I was living previously. Yeah, there's even a, I think it's a Tim Ferriss quote or Marcus Aurelius is, no, it's, pro, it's much likely that it's Marcus Aurelius. It's his, um, if you want more tranquility, do less or take on less, something like that. And yeah, it's true. And if you notice, a lot of these things that, you know, cause us to not feel at peace are shit that doesn't even matter. It's like, oh, I have to text him and then I have to, it's shit that, yeah. if you didn't do it or if you just did it all, you know, in a row, it would be take like 15 minutes. But then your whole day is because of like, oh, I can't, for, I don't know, like the other day I had to post on Instagram or some shit. And I was like delaying it. It's like, this takes, I don't know, two minutes. You have to write the caption and post <laughs> yeah. it. But then your brain's like, no, let me watch a YouTube video first and what else. And then for those, I don't know, 10 minutes, you're going to be not tr in, you know, tranquility yeah. because of, you know, you still know you have to do that, but you're like kind of lying to yourself. You're like, yeah. I'll, I think I'll just delay it a bit. Yeah. I think like, like it's just, it's, it's a double-edged sword because, no, it's not even a double-edged sword. It just sucks because your brain like gets the idea that you're relaxing, but you're not even relaxing. Like you don't feel relaxed while you're scrolling to social media. You just, you don't, like, I, you, feel, you don't even feel anything while you're doing it. You're just like distracted, which is, which sucks. If you want to be relaxed, be actively relaxed, which is the best and the only way I'd say of relaxing. Like true relaxment is, is just like sitting there without any distractions, maybe reading a book at least most or just meditating, laying in the beach. That's like where you really feel the benefits of rest. That's where like where you feel recharged, not like from scrolling on social media or like there, that's I think the the biggest difference I, I've seen. Even just changing the your social media habits, just just going, dedicating a block of periods once a day just to check all of those things, and then keeping the rest of your day free of that things. Just that just makes it so much better. And what eventually what's what I'm not noticing now is that I don't even want to go to social media because now I know because it's a block of time. I I dedicate twenty minutes now, and it's like. I can clearly see why this is a waste of time. Like I can yeah. do all of it in one minute, the things I really enjoy, and then the rest of it is just like bullshit that I really don't care. And so, I mean, it's th this kind of like habits is just great to open your mind to the, the things you're doing in your daily life that you like. You have no idea how much it's negatively impacting you. Yeah, it's also funny because, what, for example, if you were to go on social media when you feel like you're gonna be like, yeah, I love this, or you know, you may feel bad after, but while it's doing it, kind of dopamine. But if you say, mm -hmm. at this moment, I have to be there for 20 minutes, then you're like, fuck, I don't want to be there. Like, you're there for yeah. five minutes, and you're like, oh, I'm tired of this. Every post is the same. Uh -huh. Goodbye. But then if you're like, no, no, you have to stay here 20 minutes. You wanted your social media? There you go. Here you have it. <laughs> and yeah. it's kind of... And I feel like that's... I didn't. I never thought about that, but it's probably one of the best ways to kick bad habits because... You just be like, no, no, even if you don't feel like you, you're going to do this now. Maybe not, you know, smoking probably doesn't work like that, but smaller yeah. things. Yeah. No, no, but you're going to smoke the whole pack here. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> things like this that, I that mean, are some not, people do that. But yeah, I guess it could work. Who knows? I've like funny, funny story. I like, I've had a friend like, because a lot of people say if you want to quit smoking, you, you have to smoke like so many cigarettes in, in a row that you eventually puke and then you just associate the idea of a cigarette to puke and so basically he tried that just smoked in like an entire pack in like five minutes or something and then he puked and 
well, I didn't like them anymore, so it kind of works <laughs> because it's that's just so, so, associated. That's so disgusting, Jesus. Yeah, it is, but that's why it works. Like, I think your brain needs that shock to understand how bad something is for you. Like this, the, like you were saying for the social media thing. If you force yourself twenty minutes to stay there, you're like, oh man, this sucks. Why was I doing this? And then you, yeah. once you re- you like really know it in your mind, you just like, okay, yeah, this, maybe I won't do it. Which is kind of what's happening to me, uh, I'm seeing. And and then you you start re- replacing these kind of shitty habits with good ones. And so now, I'm just like, I noticed like, now that I stopped going so much on social media, I have suddenly this, like, a lot of time that I didn't have previously. And I'm like, okay, so oh, yeah. now what the fuck do I do with this? And so I just decided, like, started reading more fiction. I've seen a lot, like, a lot of even productive p- people, like, productive-oriented people like Tim Ferriss and stuff talk about the habits of, like, fiction books because I'm, I'm never really that oriented to them. But now that I've started doing it, man, it's it's enjoyable, first of all, and it's like a... And it still gets me, like, more knowledge and it's a form of entertainment that really makes you think. So I think I just it combines the best of both worlds. I, I recently just read the, the Five People You Meet in Heaven, which is a great book by the author Mitch Album. I think that's his name, and it was a, a it was one of those page turners. You you still get engaged, like you were watching like YouTube videos, not in the same sense because you are actively engaged, and you you learn something new, and you pick up a story like that will change your way of thinking for yeah. the rest of your life. I feel like for me the hard the hard with this is that, um, you know, you may even start doing this, but at some point, if you're not you know really careful with it, your brain just gonna be like. Uh, yeah, but fuck all these these habits. I know I notice yeah. I'm noticing more because I'm going more in between like homes, and because I have to go to another city very often, so I kind of have to bounce around. And because it's not the same environment, environment, I'm like, eh, maybe I won't do that today. And I notice like I woke up and my first instinct was like, ah, eh, maybe I won't take the cold shower. I'm like, no, habit is habit. <laughs> but so the the more you can control, the better. You know, if you can always be in the same place, always the same thing. For like basic shit, it's the best. I notice, because your brain well, that, is all, and your brain is always gonna trick into like, oh, but we need novelty now. We need something new. But eh, maybe try. This is where I would try and talk to the brain, and to the feeling brain. She'd be like, okay, we want something new. So how about instead of moving cities and changing jobs, how about we go like do paintball one day, and then we see how we feel about this, and then you can be like, oh, okay, that feels good. That maybe I don't need to move cities. So. This, yeah. Like for me, this concept has been like super revolutionary because it, it fucking works. You just talk to that, yeah. to that feeling. You feel like, oh, I don't feel very good right now. You're like, okay, why don't you feel very good? Oh, because maybe this. Okay, let's try this. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, mo- most times you're like, the feeling itself just wants to be recognized. That's the biggest thing I learned with the, the radical acceptance book. It just, it, it doesn't want anything more than you than to simply acknowledge that it is there. So lots of time, like before, I, I I felt sad and I was like, fuck, why do I feel sad? This is stupid. So I get angry from being sad. Anger was kind of like the default emotion for everything. But then like once I was, like read that book and like was like, okay, I'm sad. Okay, J- just that. I just said, okay, I'm sad. That's no problem. I'm just going to feel this sadness, whatever it is in my body. And then like immediately, that's like one of the, like, the biggest epiphanies in my life. Like almost like... Five minutes after doing that, I stopped feeling sad. And I was like, whoa, it was that easy this entire time? I'm not saying it's going to be like that every time. There are certainly more like 
serious problems that don't get away that easily. But like for most days where you feel like shitty and you don't know why, just doing this kind of works. And it kind of goes back to not being a douchebag to yourself and respecting yourself, I guess. Yeah, and it's so, you know, <laughs> when, at least for me, when I first heard this advice, because I think, Ed, uh, what's his name, um, Mark Manson, he talks a bit about in the the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And I remember being like, yeah, sure thing, Mark, but I have a better way of dealing with this. But then, no, you realize, because it requires some, you know, putting your ego aside, because you want to be like, no, I control my emotions. I don't need this. But even Jocko, for example, the, Jocko, like, he wakes up 4 a.m. every day, you feel like, oh my God, he's in control of his emotions. And he is at some point, but he's just good at manipulating them to what he wants. And that comes from talking to them. He gives the example of, he, he, he wakes up at that time because he always thinks the enemy is after him. So that's kind of an advantage he has over the enemy. But that's just like, there's no enemy anymore. He's not at war anymore. So that's just a way he found to talk to his feelings and be like, okay, the enemy is after us. We, get, we, need, to, we need to get up at this time. So then the emotions interpreted, okay, that's true. We wake up. It's not hard for him. <laughs> he, probably can't, he probably can't sleep more than that if he wants. He'd be yeah. like, shit, the enemy's after us. So it's, it's just making things easier. And when they're, you know, if you don't seem to be able to make them easy, make them easier. Try, you know, find the stepping stone. Find the first step to take. You don't need to, you know, take 10 steps at a time. But like with this, it's, it's hard to take a step that feels like nothing. I feel like for especially like hustlers, it's hard to, to say like, oh, the first step, step in getting a good body is maybe just getting dressed. And if you don't go to the gym, that's okay. But just put your outfit on. No, you're going to be like, what? No, bro, I'm going to put my outfit. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do the, the program for the rest of my life. Yeah. You're going to fail, most likely, or at least the first time because your emotions are like, uh, not congruent. But if you just talk to them, they're like, oh, what if we just put the shoes on? Okay, and then maybe you'll go to the gym, and then you build up on that. So and I feel like because, that's why no, pe- most people don't change because that doing the the small action requires extreme control of your ego. Because like like you said, your first, especially for like people, hustlers, like you called it, like they want to believe that they can do it all, but that's just you kind of placing too much value on yourself. You're you're acting you're acting like you could do all of these things all of a sudden when you've never done them. No, there's a reason why you haven't done them. And that's why doing small actions work so well because if you haven't done something, it's because you're not good at it and you're not experienced at it. So you need to start small. It's like the same thing. If you were to go like uh, to a gym, you wouldn't start off deadlifting fi- 500 pounds. No, you'd, you'd start where you where you could do it with good form. It's the same thing with every, anything in life. You, you, you can't jump right to the 500 pounds you have to start with the, the boring stuff. You have to learn how to move the bar. You have to learn how to put on the clothes before you go to the gym. Just putting your phone in a different division if you want to use it less. All of those small things that people don't want to be- believe will have an impact. They do have an impact. And that's why most people don't ever like change because it requires extreme control of yourself to, to re- recognize, okay, I'm not good enough to yeah. all of a sudden change everything. So I have to limit myself to these steps. And it's like like we talked about in the previous week. It's just finding that limit where you're slightly uncomfortable and doing things slightly out of your ability and then just keep on doing them. Yeah. Which, and you know, uh, it's very, you know, if you're hearing this and you, you know, you're just starting, 
with all the self-development, it's very easy to be like, yeah, whatever. But number one, to be like, I want to do everything and to also be very overwhelmed by everything that there is to do. And I remember that like when I, when I started and I read, I think it was a Tony Robbins book. You're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I need more books. I need more. I need to do more. Go to the gym, be super healthy, wake up at 6 a.m. Do everything, you know, at the same time. But if you just take things, you know, even that, even if you start doing that and then you realize and you tone it down a bit and da-da-da, and it may feel at some point where, when it's like, at least I felt for me, which was like, oh, this, is, this isn't really leading anywhere. I feel like kind of the same. But then a few years later, you look back and you're like, I was a completely different person. Or I am a completely different person than when I started, which is, it's one of those things like <laughs> you kind of have to have hope and our faith because you don't know it's, if it's going to happen. You can hear someone talk about it, but you don't know if it's like, is this really true? I don't know. But then it hit me recently. It's like, fuck it. It is true. And you don't notice it on the daily. But when you look back like two years ago, you're like, fuck, that was very different. It's much better now. Mm-hmm. Much better. And it's, I feel like. For gratitude, that's just the best, the better, the best thing. Yeah, the best thing. Because it's very easy to feel like some days they're not going to go as well. You know, you wake up, oh, I missed my alarm. You're like, fuck, I'm a piece of shit. But look back, like the guy from two years ago, first of all, he didn't have an alarm clock. <laughs> exactly, I was going to say. <laughs> he goes to his phone right away. He eats shitty food. He doesn't do anything to improve any area of his life. And you do better than that. So be proud of that too. Some, some moments you also have to kind of sit down and enjoy a bit. That's definitely like... A good point and something I've also like recently tried to do more like start a gratitude practice so just like saying three things I'm grateful for every day in the morning just writing it down and it it really helps because if you never stop to actually like realize what you've done it gets like kind of it gets harder to keep going because it's like you don't have any proof that this works but when once you actually like go back to you to you the, the, the person you were two years ago and you see like whoa this is all the ways i've changed like i this thing is like this thing of improving myself it's not just like bullshit no it's working and yeah i definitely see that myself because i I think i have the tendency like to always feel that it isn't enough but when when i go like and i i remember this because you talked about tony robbins and in his book the waken the giant within he has like a, a chapter that is like about uh, it's about it's about this topic. So he he asks you to compare yourself to the person you were two years ago, so you can like know that you've done some some things good. And when I did that, I was sixteen, and it's like it was the biggest like I think one of the biggest changes in my life from two years ago when I was fourteen. I was just playing like video games twelve hour, twelve hours a day. I did no sports. I ate like shit. I had no social life. So and then I realized how different things were from only two years ago. And it's like, whoa, man. Like this is working. Like I, I, I'm so hard on myself, but I've actually done good stuff. It has worked, and I'm in a better place right now. And it's funny. I just like, and at the time that was a big realization. But then I eventually just like moved on and forget, forgot about it, and never really made that uh, like a regular practice to congratulate myself on the things I've done. And recently, I was like practicing speed reading, and by chance, I was using the book Awaken the Giant Within. And like I passed to that page, I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> here you are again!" Yeah. And here I, I've like two years after that, I've changed a lot again. And so like it was a, one of those beautiful moments, and one of the things that I think convinced me to really implement gratitude 
daily in my life and not only gratitude but gratitude towards myself for the things my past has done my past self has done for me like you said like before I, I was waking up like no alarm no alarm clock no sleep schedule no care in the world for that jumping immediately to the phone having a shitty breakfast going playing playing video games now like even in my worst days i will never do that yeah, so that's, yeah, that's like so I'm... interesting because, like, now the worst days are much better than the, the best exactly. days than before. And we don't really take that, we don't keep that shit present because, you know, you're not, not going to be thinking about this every day. But, you know, just thinking to myself right now, it would be actually pretty good to have, like, a, maybe a weekly gratitude practice, which I don't have. So I'm just, you know, throwing shit <laughs> in the air. But I feel like it'd be very interesting because just sit down, like, even if you do meditation, in that period, you'd be like, let me see everything that I'm grateful for. Like, oh, yeah, that's heaven, that's heaven. I'm breathing, I'm alive. Whew, lovely. Yeah. Because, you know, and what's, what do you see in the world nowadays? Better conditions than ever, more money than ever to be made, more health, you know, it's much easier to be healthier, but there's much more depression and anxiety. Why is that? Why is that when the outside is so much better, the inside gets so much shittier? It's because, in my opinion, we're much more confronted with the inside nowadays because there's no real problem to solve for most people. It's like, yeah, you have a job, you have a house, you're not hungry, you're not going to die in the streets. So, and yeah. then if there's no meaning, it's like, oh my God, there's no hope. I think that's like, yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it, looking at it. Like the way I see it, it's the same thing as people win. So if you're not a European, this won't make sense, but you rule millions. <laughs> Maybe that's the, the, lottery. the lottery. Yeah, the lottery. Yeah, basically if you win the lottery, people who... People are like, everyday people, you know, like, ah, man, if only I, I won the lottery, like, everything would be easier. My life would be perfect. But then, like, what you see with people that actually win the lottery, that, like, a year after, first of all, they lose all the money, and then they feel depressed and, and like, shit. Because the thing, and then the, the theory I have, which is kind of similar to yours, I think, is, like, before that, the people thought that money was the problem in their life. And so there's something to cling on to, like... Yeah. Not having enough money is the problem. Not, the problem is not that I'm not enough. Uh, that, that's it's not my internal problems. It's external problems. Not I don't have money to do the things I want. So they may be unhappy, but there's a reason in their brain for being unhappy, which is not having money. And when they eventually win the lottery, they feel like excited for like a week, a month, whatever it may be. But then eventually they have all the money in the world, all the things they ever wanted, and they're like, I'm still feeling the same feeling. And then there's like when when it hits, and that's where the depression comes. Like, whoa, money, not having enough money wasn't my problem. Now I don't even know what the problem is. Yeah. Why do I feel like shit? So yeah, it's nothing, like, is there even a problem? Is there even? Yeah. What am I doing? Nothing, <laughs> yeah. What am I doing? Nothing makes sense. So they just collapse because you never took the time to really look inside yourself, and once again, not didn't took the time to be grateful for the things you already have. You were always thinking, oh, I don't have this money. I need this money. But guess what? You're not dead. You have food, most probably you have, a you have a home, you have hot water, you have water. And it's like, that's plenty to be grateful for. Yeah, I'm kind of scared, to be honest, like when thinking about this, because you say like, oh, money's not going to make me happy. But I feel like for everyone deep down, you're like, eh, you, you, you have a bit of hope that it will. Or that yeah, you do. And I'm very scared of, you know, when getting to that point and I'm that, you know, you can achieve the goals, the main goals you have, like maybe, I don't know, like good body, um, a lot of money and something else, whatever, like a big house. Then you're like, fuck, that wasn't it. Yeah. Like, now what? Because it's very easy to think like, oh, I'm just going to meditate and, you know, I'm just going to be grateful. 
But if if you have no hope for it, like imagine there's nothing to to reach for anymore. Like you're rich, you need you don't need. That's the main thing for most people. I don't need to work, and I'm healthy. The fuck you do now? <laughs> the, fuck, the fuck is. And that's, that's why, like books, like we talked about this previously, like the power of now. That's why it's so important. You even talk about it, like saying, like you, you probably feel like you do, like you feel now, just like maybe a bit better in a different situation. But yeah. like it, it'll, yeah. Once you like achieve the the concrete goals, like getting a, like the body of your dreams, yeah, you'll feel good like for a while. But then eventually, like you'll come back to a, like a baseline level of happiness. Maybe you won't feel like you do now. Like if you're in a really shitty situation. If you improve a lot of lots of things in your life, you will feel better. Like your baseline will be better, but it will always be baseline, you know. And the thing people like expect when they resolve those problems, like every day will be just bliss. No, it's going to be like now. There's some days you feel worse, some days you feel better, some days you do good, some days you do bad. And I think it will be just that, but on a higher standard, you know. So right yeah. now you're good and bad. Are the, like just like we were talking previously. Like so before a bad day. Maybe like I don't even know what was a what was a bad day like <laughs> I I don't I don't think about it but the bad day was much worse than the bad days that I have now like you were saying maybe the the best day before wasn't as good as the bad day now so the the standards shifted now it's kind of a category above I think it would be just the same thing once you get to the money so you'll be in a better place in life but you still have bad days good days and you still look at yeah. them as such but I feel like to a certain point it's different because now. When you have bad days, you have hope that when you're rich, it's like, oh, but this won't happen anymore. Because yeah. when I'm rich, I don't need to worry about this or when whatever. Uh-huh. So I feel like only when one gets there can, you know, you really like this yeah, is only when we're just like speculating because. Yeah, this is speculation. And, pure. And you see like a lot of, but just talking about what I see, a lot of people become rich. Like the lottery ones and even famous actors and everything. Either they really like the craft and not they don't kind of care about the money, or then they just go kind of insane, and yeah. or they kind of need to revamp their whole fucking lives. Yeah, you saw like right. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is well, he's kind of insane right now, but he went through a period of, with which was like he was he made like I don't know a hundred million one movie or some shit like in the nineties. It's so much fucking money, and then that's that was pretty much like his whole goal was this. And then you get it, you're like fuck, you know, it's probably it probably feels fucking amazing. That's like honeymoon period where you're just spending all that fucking money <laughs> like yeah the cars and shit mm-hmm. but then when you actually sit down you're like what now what yeah. the fuck now and that's why i see like people for example joe rogan and well that's a big a good example where he's so focused with just the doing like the podcast a thousand episodes a thousand thir- uh, three hundred just the the thing the money doesn't kind of really change what he's doing or he's going to keep doing it's just about that that's why what i what i try to do is just you know to focus on the activities and make sure that if i was to hit it big from today to tomorrow i'll still keep doing it i'll wake up take a cold shower read do this and then boom yeah it needs to be about the journey we talk about a lot you can't you need to have goals but like even in the book the the atomic habits when he talked about this a lot you like the goals are only there to guide you but like what you will be doing every day is the journey and that's what you need to enjoy if you don't enjoy the journey, that's what happens. Like you see it a lot. You talked about movie stars, but with athletes, and like especially like the big, best example I have of this, like Olympic, like Olympic athletes, they have that goal in mind to win the gold medal. Like and it's a very concrete thing. Like the gold medal, it's objective. You win it. You're the best of them all. They put a medal around your neck. It's physical. 
like you feel like you feel a pure bliss maybe for a week but then you're like this after that week you're like oh i worked my entire life for this gold medal now i won it what next like yep. their entire life was leading up to that moment they fulfilled that moment so what 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 do i do now and that's why like some people don't 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 have this but and i think the ones that do are the ones that maybe didn't even stop to enjoy the journey or like maybe they only did it because they wanted the medal and not because they loved it and that's the, the most the, that's the i think that's the most important part you need to love the the, the thing you're doing yeah absolutely every and I day see, i see for example tiger woods i feel like it's probably one of the most relevant examples right now where he won you know pretty much every fucking thing that was won in golf you know the video games of golf had this fucking name. They weren't even like golf, whatever. Yes. Tiger Woods. Like he did everything. Probably the most successful athlete in his field of every athlete. I would, I would kind of guess. And then, you know, he kind of fell down. A lot of injuries, a lot of everything. And then he comes back this year after four back surgeries with 50, 43 years old. And he wins the fucking Masters. But the, the, in his mind and the interviews you see, is like, oh, I win this, but now I want to win more. Because... He just fucking loves to play golf. That's it. He, he has a net worth of one billion. He doesn't need to be blowing his fucking back after four surgeries. He could just take a chill, do one surgery, and that's it. You're out. But no, he wants to push that because he loves the sport. He loves to do it. It doesn't matter if he has one billion or when he started when he had no billions and nothing. And that's probably in the what I see. It's it's the best attitude to have because. That's makes ensures that you you're in love with life because you don't want just love when you win the fucking masters those yeah. I don't know that hour that you're hyped you want to be hyped while you're playing while you're training while you're seeing the improvement yeah. being made yeah I think yeah that you want that's why going back to the gratitude that's why gratitude practices are so important because if on a daily basis you aren't stopping and like enjoying life in general it's like that thing we're talking about will happen you will eventually reach the goal you'll feel good there. But then you realize you weren't enjoying life up to that moment. And so, and, and then you have to realize that life goes on. It doesn't stop because of your goal. And so, if you, it's like, yeah, if you're not loving what you're doing in a daily basis, and I know it's, it's kind of going back to the thing you were saying about being scary, eventually com completing all your goals and feeling like this. That's, I think that's just because, and I, that's, that's a really valid a very valid fear because I also get that when, when thinking about it because it's like whether you want it or not you 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 always have that tendency to think once I get this thing yeah things will be better uh, at least that's because that's I think that's just human nature you need that to really accomplish the things we have accomplished as a species but the downside is that you don't realize that there will always be another goal you will never be satisfied there is no thing as that even when you the moment, like, I just, uh, this is a practical example from my own life. So, recently I ate, like, a, a deadlift PR, a personal record, mm -hmm. and I was, like, really happy about it. I was, like, oh, man, mm -hmm. I've been dreaming about this, like, for so long, and I finally got it. It was totally unexpected, so I did it. And I was, like, but then, like, I was having lunch, and I was, like, I, I could feel myself, yeah, I feel fucking great now. I'm fucking, I'm in fucking heaven. But then I, I could feel myself, like, the, the, the excitement slowly winning off, and I'm, like, yeah. That's what you knew would happen. You, you knew that you would reach the goal and then you'd, you wouldn't be satisfied. Now, all of a sudden, I'm thinking, oh, I want to go even <laughs> further. <laughs> I want yeah. the next record. And that's where, that's, the, the, like, that's where I realized, like, okay, 
yeah, that's there is no thing as the satisfaction, that one moment that will make the rest of life perfect. No, it's yep. going to be always your life is always going to be chasing that moment, but that moment is only like a fraction of a second because right after you do it, you want to be better. And for me, like that didn't make me sad because I actually love training. So, but I imagine if I didn't like it and I was just working to get to this goal and then I achieved it, I, I would feel great. But then the next day, I would be like, fuck. I didn't enjoy yeah. it. And now it's yeah, if, if you hated to train, yeah, then you'd be like, then you'd probably never train again in your fucking life. Yeah. For a, or for at least for a bit, you'd be like, fuck, I did it. That didn't do anything. Yeah. Oh, now what? And you see a lot of it, like, uh, I, especially what I imagine, like, um, the Wall Street brokers and people like that were very stressed all the time. They're like, once I'm a millionaire, baby, ooh, I'm going to be happy. And then they hit that and they're like, I have to go to work tomorrow. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. want to go to the stress anymore. And that's uh-huh. like the midlife crisis comes from that, which yeah. is like you're just chasing something. You thought that shit was it and you either get it and you're like, fuck, or like the rug is pulled under you and you're like, oh, fuck. But it's always that. So, yeah, I feel yeah. like I think we can finish pretty yeah, soon. Just to, to give me an example, which I think is very, very relevant to this thing about the, the Wall Street guy. So what I'm saying right now, it's like a. So we're volunteers that are working here, and there's a, this other volunteer, this German guy, like forty something, and he, so he, it's kind of like this that same situation. I was talking with him, and it's just like I used to work in a bank, really successful, had a lot of money and whatever, and it's just like, but he told me like, it got to a point where my back started hurting, and I like the guy has been like completely active his entire life. He did he he has done jujitsu for like thirty years. He's a black belt. This Total probably badass. <laughs> yeah, no, no, <laughs> but it's like, no, I've never had this, like, I'm very healthy, I take care of my body, I'm, I eat healthy, I sleep good, mobility work, all on point, and then i like, but all of a sudden my back, but only my back started hurting, and like, really strange when I was like, standing and doing my job, and then like, he got to a point where like, I have to go to the doctor, and this is the part that surprised me, the doctor actually said, man, you're way too stressed because of your work, you need to stop, and like, and he was even confused at this at the, because like why my back's hurting why why are you telling me this and like man trust me I'm going to take you a medic I'm going to give you like a medical leave for two weeks and you'll see you get better and like so that I, yeah he stopped working for two weeks and like he told me after the first week his back pain was completely gone <laughs> so oh my god and and that's where he was he was so stressed on a daily basis he felt so shitty he, he, then he told me then he like he connected the dots it's like. I wasn't sleeping good. I could only fall asleep after 1 a.m. I did. I woke, uh, woke up feeling like shit. I didn't want to go to work. Once I got to work, my back hurt because he was just so stressed about his job. He didn't enjoy it. And so eventually, like, his body shut down. Eventually got to a point where, like, oh, my God, I can't take it anymore. So just give him, like, one of the most obvious signals. He tried to, like, my your back is hurting, which, at the, like, at the time, it doesn't make sense. Why is my back hurting yeah. if I'm stressed? But that just goes to show how we don't understand the body enough. And... And now he's like he's been doing this, like kind of traveling around the world for a couple of years, and it's like his back pain is completely gone. He's like he looks like the happiest motherfucker I know. Like always, always, like always smiling, making jokes, completely at, at at ease with life, and just enjoying it. And he's like now he's talking, man. I used to think money was the thing I wanted and really would fix my life, but now I realized like, why are you making money if you're not going to use it? And I wasn't using it. Like I, I was like I bought a home and stuff, but then like I was still making money and not using it. So now I'm using it and I'm feeling good. Yeah, that's and it's it. that's so interesting because yeah, he had that moment 
yeah, that was this kind of breakdown moment for him. Especially, like, when he stopped, he was probably like, wait a minute, I fucking hate my job. Because <laughs> yeah. he probably never stopped before. That. That's Because when you don't stop, it's very easy to be like, yeah, I gotta go, I gotta go, can't stop, boom, 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 boom. And then when you, you know, when you take, like, a two-week vacation, like he did, you're like, and then you, because then you, you imagine, like, I feel so good now, and then I have to go do that again? Oh. <laughs> and it's yeah. not because it's hard, it's not because it's hard, because there's stuff that it's hard that we like to do. Like, he likes to do jiu-jitsu, I like to go to the gym, and the other mental problems. But when it's something, and then you realize, like, it's only for the money, and the money doesn't do anything, and I'm just killing myself not doing something that literally has zero benefit and the thing I thought I valued doesn't isn't that worth that much anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna go do that again. That's it. Yeah. Boom. And not to say that you know you don't, you're not gonna make money, but just to be aware of this shit. Mm-hmm. In my case, just just be aware. Medi- like meditate. If I, I'm gonna end with this, meditate. Right now, not right now, but try this week. Sit down for ten minutes, just meditate, and listen what your what your mind, your body is telling you. Like oh that maybe is it uncomfortable here? Why is that? I don't have flexibility. What what are the thoughts popping into my mind? What is it repeating? Because what is repeating is probably some shit that needs to be solved or addressed at least. So mm-hmm. my recommendation: go meditate, boy. Yep. Same. All right. With that being said, this was random podcast number one. <laughs> Next <laughs> week uh, we're gonna go over the book um, "Everything Is Fucked: A Book About Hope" by Mark Manson. So. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.